0: This is the Ready for Baby podcast, a podcast about pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and beyond for new and expecting parents. I'm Gigi, a postpartum doula, newborn care specialist, and lactation educator. My goal is to streamline that newborn learning curve and empower parents. In this episode, it's just me, and I'm doing a quick breakdown of the phases of a cycle. We're going to cover why you should know about your cycle, what the phases of your cycle are, and how to start taking charge of your cycle. So first, why should you know about your cycle? Well, it's really empowering when you understand yourself better. You'll know and anticipate when you might need some more downtime. You'll expect it when you're going to be a little bit more irritable or when you're in the best mood to plan a party or have people over. This information is important also for natural birth control and or planning to conceive. You'll also know if something is wrong. For example, if you're having mood swings or pain at the same phase of your cycle every month, that's important information to have when you're looking for a diagnosis or treatment. It's also a way to really reclaim the information that many of us did not receive about our cycles when we were younger. I know from talking with my friends and family that we weren't given the really comprehensive education that we deserved. This can be a way to feel empowered and kind of take back control of our cycle. I want to include here a few myths that, like I just spoke about, that information, that education, that might not have been as, as great and comprehensive as it could have been. There are some things that we were told that were not really accurate information. So many of us were raised to believe that the cycle is really just the period and that's it there's there's the period and there's not the period but it's a lot more than that menstruation is just one tiny piece of this cycle so many of us have been medically gaslit about what is normal and not normal for periods so period pain even though we as a society have accepted it it is not normal and it is a sign that something is wrong it could be a hormonal imbalance It could be pain just when you're using tampons or when you're eating a certain food. But no matter what it is that's causing that pain, impossible kind of like debilitating period pain is not normal and it shouldn't just be accepted. Similarly, major out-of-control PMS mood swings aren't normal either. They can be a sign of PMDD or premenstrual dysphoric disorder. This could also be a sign that you are lacking minerals or nutrients or you need changes to your diet, it could also be a sign that you need therapy and or medication, but it shouldn't be just accepted to have major pain or PMS symptoms. So now that we know what your cycle isn't, let's get into what it actually is. So your cycle starts the first day of your period and it ends the day before your next period. This cycle can last from you know 24 to 38 days. Some people have a very consistent cycle. They can, you know, they they can predict to the day when their period will start. Other people might have a less predictable one. Throughout this cycle, your hormones are changing and affecting things like your hair, your skin, and your mental health. And that's broken down into four phases. First up is the menstruation, or your period. Your uterine lining, made up of old blood and tissue, is shedding. This lasts the entire length of your period that ranges from person to person and from month to month. It might be between four and eight days. You want to think of this first cycle as your hibernation or the winter of your cycle. So, hormonally, During this phase, your estrogen and progesterone levels are at their lowest. This means that your energy is the lowest. You'll feel tired. You'll need to rest. This goes against all of the, you know, tampon commercials that we've been seeing of people exercising and running on the beach. But the best thing you can do during this phase of your cycle is to lay low. If you choose to exercise, you can choose gentle forms of exercise like walking or stretching. To balance out your hormones during this time and give your body what it really is lacking, you can add pumpkin seeds, flax seed, lots of broth, some good protein sources, whatever that means for you, dark leafy greens, red raspberry leaf tea. You can use spices and herbs that reduce inflammation like turmeric, ginger, cumin, garlic, and curry. I I'm pretty lazy and I get these nutrients just by changing out the ingredients of a smoothie. Or I might just add different toppings to yogurt or oatmeal for breakfast. You can also speak with your care provider about adding a magnesium supplement or take lots of Epsom salt baths to get that magnesium. So that first phase, the winter, goes into the second phase, the follicular phase. Or when your pituitary gland releases a hormone called the follicle-stimulating hormone. And this hormone is encouraging your follicles, which is where you have your eggs, to mature so one of those eggs can make its way down the fallopian tube. This can be thought of kind of as the rebirth, the spring. Your energy is getting a major boost during this time. Your estrogen and your testosterone levels are much higher. You might feel an increase in your motivation and your sex drive. This is when you might feel like starting a huge project or you might deep clean your house or have a party. Basically, you're feeling really good. To thrive during this phase, you could keep eating those dark leafy greens like kale or spinach, flaxseed, and pumpkin seeds, but also add in healthy fats, whatever that means for you. It might be fish, yogurt, avocado oils, um, chia, hemp seeds, and you can include fresh or frozen fruit to increase that energy. If you're exercising, you might want a high impact or strenuous workout like cycling or running. This third phase is the ovulatory phase, or when your eggs release from the follicle to be fertilized or not fertilized. This would be when you're fertile and able to conceive, and you might notice egg white looking cervical mucus. Your estrogen and testosterone are at their highest levels. You're feeling your best, you're looking your best, and usually communicating much better during this time. Some people might feel a teeny bit of cramping during the end of this, but you want to think of this as your summer. During this phase, you focus on maintaining your estrogen levels to keep that energy up with those dark leafy greens, flax, and pumpkin seeds, but then add in lots of fruit, berries, tomatoes, cruciferous vegetables like broccoli or cauliflower, and then to kind of prepare for the next phase, which can be rough for most people, I add in green powders like spirulina to smoothies or water. The final phase of your cycle is the luteal phase. This is kind of coming down from the high, you know, the feeling good of the follicular and the ovulatory phase. That estrogen and testosterone, which had you feeling so good, are coming down and your progesterone is climbing up. This is kind of like the fall. You're turning on an autumn soundtrack. You're sitting in a cozy reading chair. You're starting to rest. This is when, for many, PMS symptoms start to kick in. You might feel cravings, bloating, headaches, anxiety, and moodiness. And I mentioned earlier, this is something society tells people they just need to suffer through. But there are a lot of solutions to make this time easier. First, get out of that mindset that you have to keep pushing through it. Be gentle on yourself during this time, rest and give yourself a break. This might look different for everybody, but If you can, make your schedule a little less packed. If you're experiencing major PMS symptoms, talk to your healthcare provider about adding things like B-complex vitamins, magnesium, and other supplements. Make sure you're getting those complex carbs that give your body and your brain fuel. Things like whole wheat pasta, bread, sweet potatoes, squash. And you can also add in sunflower and sesame seeds. So those are the phases, and it's a lot of information. So if you need to, you know, pause, take a breath, take that in. Now, how do you actually put this into practice? I started paying attention to this years ago, and I'm still learning, taking it slow. My body has changed through multiple pregnancies and births, and I'm always learning. Start by tracking your cycle and not just when you have your period. You might get an app or just a journal. If you're in a state where you're worried that the information from your cycle is being tracked, maybe just journal or look at an app that will not share data. And while you're tracking, it's not, like I said, just your period. Add in your moods, your cravings, your workouts, your sex drive, your cervical fluid. Even if you don't know exactly what you're looking for, write it down then once you are a little bit more in touch with your cycle, you can look back at these notes and a pattern will emerge. Once you have kind of a general-ish idea of your cycle, start taking it easy during your menstrual and luteal phases if you can. Try to add in foods or supplements to see if they're affecting your mood or PMS symptoms. Then work on your follicular and ovulatory phase. Look at your diet, your plans, your exercise, and experiment. See what's working and making things better or worse. How this looks in practice for me has changed from year to year, but I use an app that tells me which phase I'm in, and I'm also paying attention to my mood and my body, tracking those symptoms. I also have been able to stock up my pantry so I have supplements and seeds and food available in my pantry all the time. So depending on what my app says and how I feel, I'll get most of the uh, nutrients that I need out of the way with breakfast. During my follicular and ovulatory phase, I'll have a maybe a smoothie and I'll add spinach and pineapple and yogurt. I'm also snacking on whatever seeds I would be eating while I'm feeding my kids. But during my luteal phase, I don't quite have the energy for it. I don't wanna go through the motions of making a smoothie. I might have toast with some avocado and seeds on it. If on the weekend I have the foresight, I will make a batch of sweet potatoes in the oven. I'll roast them and I'll eat it with some coconut milk and probably some chocolate chips. But this might look different for you. It's easiest for me to choose one meal where I get these nutrients, Maybe for you, that's lunch or snacks or dinner. Then before I go to bed, I might have a cup of tea. During my menstrual phase, it might be red raspberry leaf or chamomile. During my ovulatory phase, I have dandelion root. And during my luteal phase, I'll have turmeric and ginger. These aren't hard and fast rules. I'm not following them perfectly. But maybe while I'm making my cup of tea, I'm looking at my app to see what phase I'm in and my mood. And I'll choose accordingly. One change that really impacted my PMS symptoms was to limit or avoid caffeine or alcohol during my luteal and menstrual phases. I'll be honest, I fought this change for a really long time, and I still don't stick to it 100%, but I notice a really big difference in my PMS symptoms and my mood when I do. So as you embark on this kind of journey of figuring out your cycle, don't expect this to magically happen and get figured out over one or two cycles. Go slow, take your time, and give yourself a break while you navigate this. Maybe choose one thing to focus on each month instead of trying to tackle all of your cycle at once. I hope this episode was really informative and helpful. You'll hear from guests in the next few weeks who will speak about your cycle, so it felt like this little breakdown was necessary. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Also, subscribe and leave a review so this can get in front of even more people. See you next week.